Hey, you're listening to Leah Unleashed Podcast. Hi, everybody. You are listening to Leah Unleashed Podcast. And today we are going to, well, we're going to have a very interesting show. I, I would hate as a mom or a sister or even a best friend or a friend, anybody to have to deal with what uh, Mayla Ryder had to deal with in the last two years. And it's a really emotional story, but very poignant. And I think it's something that, that you're going to enjoy and understand that, the, that there's always hope. And, and that's what this story is about. There, it is hope. Um, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm grateful that she's here. And, uh, she, I met her, I met you, uh, Mayla owns the Pilates yoga company in Windsor. And I met her a few years ago prior to Nash's accident. And she was, you know, a Pilates instructor and, uh, we, we got to be friends and got to work with you. And it was the first time in my life that I was learning a different kind of exercise. However, today, we're not going to talk about that, but I do want to talk about that because I think it's important. And I know a lot of the women that go to her uh, Pilates uh, classes and her bar classes, and that's kind of a ballet kind of stretching bar class, get that word right, (laughs) because there are some goofy people out there when I say, oh, I'm going to bar class, they go, what drinks are they serving? We're coming too. But um, anyway, it's very fun and it's a great way to stay in shape. But we're going to put that aside because we're going to talk about the story. And Thanksgiving uh, 2016, her son Nash was hit by a drunk driver. And there's so much behind this story. Number one, the drunk driver was coming at him on the wrong side of the road. And he was driving with a friend. His friend was driving. And the story is not, um, it's not a happy moment by any means because the, the young man behind the wheel was killed. Or so was, my, Nash was driving. Oh, Nash was driving. Yeah. I always mm-hmm. thought it was the other way around. No. Okay, so the passenger was killed Mm -hmm. and one of his best friends Mm -hmm. and Nash um, survived it barely Barely. and we're going to go into the whole history and the story of the last two years for you but I do want to mention that the paramedic that was first on the scene will be on our show next week uh, and he's going to talk about it from his perspective because we just still I do not understand how that guy could be driving the drunk driver coming on the wrong side of the road for 15 minutes and nobody shut the highway down. No one stopped him. No one blew out a tire if they had to. You know what I mean? At two o'clock in the morning, it's not like it's the highest traffic mm-hmm. uh, timing, you know, of, t- of traffic, but that will come next week. But so now we're going to go into um, what that could have been like for, for you and think about it, ladies and gentlemen. What that would be like to get a call at 2 o'clock in the morning from whomever, police, hospital, whoever got you, and uh, to inform you that there had been a very tragic accident. So let's go right from there. 
Okay. Well, so Nash was uh, going to a concert with, with some friends. He was not supposed to be driving. Um, in fact, I, I was um, leaving, but um, I had told him that I wanted him to leave his car at home and that his friend could come and pick him up. But after I left, um, his dad had given him permission to, to drive to his friend's house. And how old was he, 16, 17? Nash was 16. 16. Yeah, he'd only had his license for like a month. And you just said, so that's one of the key points here, moms and dads. We got a lot of 16-year-olds coming in to um, you know, their age, so to speak. And when do you let them out on that freeway right. you know, to drive? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't have. And neither no, would have. you said yeah. no. Yeah, so um, he was supposed to be home at 1 o'clock, and at 3 o'clock my husband woke me up, um, just very nervous, very anxious. He'd already left the house looking for Nash. He had gone to his friend's house who he was supposed to go to this concert with. What time were they supposed to be home? 1. 1 o'clock in the morning. And it was, okay. it was 3 o'clock in the morning when Randy woke me, and he wasn't home. And him and I both were calling you know, his phone oh, and his friend's yeah, phone. And, any, yeah. and I just felt like a terrible mother because at that point in your second child, like you stop collecting phone numbers of parents, you know? Sure, and so while sure. I had Hunter's number, I didn't have his mom's. And Good point. So another thing. Right. You know? So, mm-hmm. um, but I just couldn't understand why he wasn't answering. Um, and be- because he had chargers, he had everything he needed. You know, we, we, we prepared him that way. Um, and is Nash uh, a responsible kid? He's a very responsible Not kid. drugs, no, no alcohol, no. no marijuana. Nope. So, and that was in the report. So that's a fact, um, and I think it's important. But he's still without it, 2 o'clock in the morning. So he, he, like his mother, loves music. Yes. And he, like me, doesn't like to be told no. And, um, you know, he was going to get what he wanted, even though we were going to be hosting 40 people for Thanksgiving the next morning. And I very much needed his help. Um, but to get back to, to you know, the, the, call. the event, the call, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I was frantic. Randy was frantic. He was, um, you know, going to everybody's house. To was see. your daughter home at that time? She was. Okay. Um, but she was asleep and okay. didn't, didn't really know what was going on. Sure. So. Anyway, um, the short of it is, he didn't call. It was 5.30 in the morning. So still? Still. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, my. It was 5.30 in the morning when the chaplain of Good Samaritan Hospital called. He, um, they couldn't find any identification. They couldn't, his phone was uh, thrown, thrown from, from the car. From the vehicle, sure. Um, so they actually found my in-law's number. Um, it was in the, the registration or the insurance because they helped him purchase the car. Oh, my god! They had called him, uh, my mother-in-law, first. And what about the other parents, the other child's uh, family? They also had not been notified yet. So nobody's notified. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being a parent? Your 16-year-old has just been driving for one month, one month. He... You didn't know at that time he was driving, though. No. But still. Well, I did, actually. Oh. At that point, when they... When I, when I talked to the chaplain. Well, no, I yeah. know that. But before that, y- your husband didn't tell you, oh, by the way, there's one little piece I forgot to tell you, honey. I let him drive. Well, and he was only supposed to drive to his friend's house. His friend was supposed to drive to the concert. Oh, so they just thought, too bad. We know what well, we're doing. This we're is, so this smart. Is, this is the tricky thing. Okay. So the, the kid that was supposed to be driving didn't go. So when Randy went to his house and knocked on the door to see where Nash was, and his mom answered the, the door, Hunter actually walked down the stairs. 
his mom wouldn't allow him to go because he had to work the next day. Oh my gosh. And because the concert was not in Denver, it was in Colorado Springs. Oh my gosh. Did you not know that? No. No. And this is a good kid. And this is what I want to stress for moms. We all have good kids. You know, good kids. And you know, and you trust them. And and they're just kids, though. They thought, oh, we're going to tell her it's Denver. What's the big deal? We're driving to the Springs. What's the big deal? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. So when the the chaplain finally called, um, you know, he had said that uh, Nash was in a terrible accident that he was hit head-on by a drunk driver, that his friend did not survive, that he died on scene, that Nash was a very sick boy, and that they would try to keep him alive until we got there. He also told us that we were not to drive, that we needed to find somebody that could drive us down. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and you had to go to, you were Denver now. You're in, where were you? Or Longmont, maybe? La- Lafayette. Lafayette. Mm-hmm. So you were in a hospital in Lafayette. Well, at that point, we weren't. At that point, I was still in my kitchen talking to No, I know. Yeah. But to get there, mm-hmm. you had to be, what? Tell me what you thought. What is that that goes in your head? Do you go into survival mode? I am emotional right now mm-hmm. just thinking how that would be to have someone say his best friend is, or his friend mm-hmm. is, didn't make it. I just couldn't. But your it. son did, but it's very serious. And then for the other mother to get that call. Oh my gosh. It was exquisite pain. I just can't even describe. I, I couldn't even get dressed. I couldn't do anything. I was, I, like I, I, the noises that came out of me were unrecognizable. It was like a wild animal. I, I just oh, can't gosh. even, I, I couldn't, I couldn't cry the way I felt like I needed to cry. Right. I would have liked to have just died. I would have liked to have just died right there, right then to, then to have to deal with the, what is going with, with the pain and, and just to have to. To see my husband and my daughter and all of our family try to survive this kind of pain no. um, and not knowing if he was going to survive. And not you know? knowing. Yeah. So you get dressed. Who drove you down there? So my older brother was able to come and pick us up and, and take us down. He woke him up out of a sleep. Mm-hmm. He comes and takes you. Yeah. Did you, um, with your family, or did the other family, did you call the other family? No. Everybody's just um, sort of merging uh, on uh, at the hospital we'd, together. We'd never, we'd never actually met Kyle, um, Nash's friend, and and didn't because know he wasn't family. the one that was supposed to go, right? Well, we didn't, we didn't. I didn't even know of Kyle. I mean, he, Nash had spoken of him before, but he, he I mean, I didn't, I didn't even, I'd never Got met it. him. They're yeah. just friends, yeah, buddies. He and he going was, to a concert. he was a few years older than Nash, so okay. I mean. Um, but I had I had had never met him or or his parents. He also was a very very good kid, very charismatic, well loved by our community. Um, you know, the community was very very saddened. And um, the amazing thing was, is you know, once we were at Good Sam the next day, his family came, and I don't know how they could have done that, having just lost their son, and saw us at the hospital and came and prayed with Nash and. Um, just such wonderful people. So that morning, this is 5.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. you get there around 6 or 6.30, you had to walk, well, you didn't walk, I know what you did, you practically ran through wherever you had to be. What did you face? It was uh, really, really uh, surreal. I mean, I can't really quite describe it. Nash was, uh, he. I couldn't hardly even recognize him other than his little mouth. 
Um, was he full of tubes? I'm sure he was full yeah. of tubes and every every contraption you could possibly imagine. He had an aluminum blanket over him, so he looked like he was like out in outer space. Mm-hmm. Um, his head was wrapped because at that point they'd already taken the bone flap off to relieve pressure from his brain. Um, the neurosurgeon had explained to us that they had him on. Uh, a lot of different medications to try to regulate his heart rate and his temperature and all of these different things that if anybody even just a year older than him had endured the the degree of injuries that Nash had that they would not have survived. So it was his youth and just being in that is the only reason shape. that was the only reason they even um, tried to keep him alive. So the other boy was killed instantly. Not instantly. He died on scene. He died on the scene. Um, I just can't fathom you parents having to deal with that. So now you're at the hospital. So what? What? So, okay, you see him. Mm-hmm. Did you say, what is there are chances? What's going on? What did you even... Can you think that clearly? You know, Probably not. The, the, um, the ICU doc came right over and, you know, of course, just wanted to be with Nash, but they scooted us right out of the room because he was bleeding internally. And so they were going to take him into surgery um, to see what was going on. Um, so we were just in waiting, you know. It was just more waiting. How long waiting. were you waiting? Man? It was about four hours before they came back and told us that they had repaired his intestines, that they'd been perforated by the seatbelt, um, but that he was... They were perforated by the seatbelt. That's... Uh, wow. Wow. I, that's a story in itself. You mm-hmm. think that would have maybe saved? Were they both in seatbelts? Oh yeah, but it didn't. It, this the guy had to be going what 60, 70 miles an hour he was coming going, at him. He was going fifty four, and Nash was going seventy two. So it was one hundred and twenty six miles of impact, and the seatbelt cut right through his hips. Cut through his hips. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got scars on on both of his hips. It cut right through his hips. Was the other boy in his seatbelt when they found him, or was he thrown from the... He was sort of, from what I understand, I don't, I don't really know how they That's found him. But he was, it, he was pulled under the undercarriage of the car. So, so the impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the only, from what I understand, the only part of him that they could see was his head. Unbelievable. Um, because we do 10 to 12 minutes on the uh, podcast, uh, I, what I'd like to do is do this in two segments because I don't want to cut out anything. I think it's too important. Okay. So I think what we'll do is for this moment, we will continue on. Mm-hmm. Uh, our podcasts go up on Monday and Wednesday, and it will be the sequel to finish this story and plus you are going to be on our radio station today on pirate um uh, at five or four o'clock this afternoon um so we're gonna have more time that way that's not gonna help this this podcast so um i guess for now we're going to just close take a break it'd be like going to commercial and um and then we'll come back on in just a few minutes, and then we'll get the second um, part of this story up for the Wednesday podcast. So uh, hang in there with us. This has been Leah Unleashed, 
And uh, this is riveting. I can't imagine any parent going through this. The reason why I put this podcast up right now is because graduation is around the corner. And a lot of kids will be driving for the first time. And sometimes they're not as smart as these two young men as far as alcohol, the marijuana, drugs, whatever. Please be aware, parents. Be smart. Do what you can um, to allow these young drivers to have a little more experience before they get on the highways. Anyway, uh, we'll just hang in there and until uh, to Wednesday.